I, I don't remember. There was no new intro. It's just <laughs> us just talking. Stopped it on me during the last episode. I, I was like, I'm, I, it was something like, I'm David Quinones, and joining me from Satan's anus is <laughs> Juice Dave, David Rosen. And I just don't say a thing. And you're just, just like, are we doing that? Is that <laughs> what we're doing now? I just start chuckling. So it's a Just Them Boys episode, right? Yep, that's we're doing what's up. just them boys. Well, yeah. yeah, welcome back to a just them boys episode. Um, following our most recent episode, do you want to plug where people can find us, Dave? Since that's apparently your job, apparently the only thing that you can do. Yeah, I just say this and then, sure, and sure, then yeah, sure. not even not even clear your mouth of food and stuff. That's like, just, ice. That's just ice. Brother. Always be always be working on something more important. Just uh-huh. like like uh, my ice or my. My like I'm scribbling something down. I do I'm, scribble. I'm, I'm known like, to scribble. Yeah, just plenty. completely distracted, never fully paying attention to the thing that I, the only At thing I'd actually need. Third Road you. Podcast on Twitter. Uh, are we on Instagram? I don't know. Yeah, we are. Yeah, do we use it though? No, we're gonna get into so. that. We're gonna get. We into definitely that don't use the Facebook. I know that. No, we don't use um, the Facebook. We're gonna get into yeah. that too. All right. Well, at the very least, follow us on on Twitter because uh, you might see something there. It's election day. Did you know that? (laughs) Did you even know that it's election day today? What could possibly be being elected, decided? (laughs) Governor of Virginia? between. How about the governor of Virginia, Dave? I'll raise you. Governor of New Jersey, your former neighbor home state, Um, Mm. New Jersey. My aunt still lives there. Oh, well, she gets to vote on a governor. City of Miami elections including the mayor the mayoral race is also going on today um but you didn't know any of that did you is is there a a nevada or vegas or anything happening no idea why would it matter (laughs) uh i this is the first i've heard of it who would give a shit yeah nothing in vegas matters I mean, how often is how often does you can't even get half of your people to vaccinate after it's been out for like a year at this point? Like, you can't even get half of the people in your fucking county to vaccinate. I remember uh, just a few years ago when I found out that there's elections every two years. That was like news to me. (laughs) What did you think it was? Four years. Every four years, yeah, that's what everybody thinks. I mean, it's perfect. Like, (laughs) it's easy for us to like kind of like like we we do up. it's not really a politics podcast, but it's a podcast that touches on politics a lot. So it's easy for us to sort of laugh about those basic baseline misunderstandings or mm-hmm. levels of ignorance or whatever. But like, that's not on, that's not an accident. Like sure. it's on, it's on purpose that there are yeah. random dates and like, there are some municipal elections here in Miami Dade that are in like March of every five years. And it's like, who would even know? Or, you know, yeah. like, and, and you think like, oh, man, that's stupid. They should fix that. It seems like it should be really easy for them to just align everything. Anytime you see something that's like that stupid and should be like easily fixed, like, oh, well, you know, the the solution is simple. Why don't we just align all of them with the presidential elections every four years or the, you know, every two years, the, um, you know, the congressional elections. Uh, and it's like, well, because we don't want to. We specifically are choosing not to do that. Like the, the, the overwhelming ease with which that would result in a higher turnout is not the desired outcome. It's yeah. Higher turnouts, never what they want. No, that's not what they want. Yeah. So it's election day. 
the big one that I wanted to talk about was um, Francis Suarez, who's the mayor of Miami, is up for election today. He'll likely win. He's going to win. I mean, he's he's incredibly popular with that tiny slice of, you know, like office working, upper middle class, white collar people who actually show up and vote for these and old people who actually show up for these. Um, it's I think like something like six percent of, of the electorate had showed up early to vote. Um, and I mean, that number isn't going to do, isn't really going to go up much higher today. It's, it's going to be not very many people that vote in mm. the city of Miami. To be clear, I'm not in the city of Miami. I don't think there's hardly any part of Bird Road that is in the city of Miami, just like one little small short length of it. Not my mm. length. I am in the unincorporated area. So I don't get to vote against him, but I would if I could, cause he fucking yeah. sucks. He's the guy that's like, that wants to. Remember, we've talked about how he wants Elon Musk to punch holes and make tunnels through Miami. Hey, that's happening here now, too. Yeah, that one that's been like, they've been promising that for like four years, right? We had Alyssa Walker on at the beginning of the year talking about the Vegas tunnel and how it doesn't work, right? Like, I mean. Well, there's been movement on it, though, this past like month. And of course, if I was, you know, a better co-host to this podcast, I'd probably talk more about it. But yeah, th there was actually some movement on it like earlier this month. I think it's like, well, it, it's like officially approved. That doesn't mean it's going to happen, but yeah. It's probably some press release type stuff that's designed to coincide right. with like a quarterly earnings report to show mm. some sort of forward. But the practical reality of it is that nobody is... I mean, are people, and in the next calendar year, will people get into their car and take a tunnel from the sands or from the from the convention center to the airport? Will it right. physically happen? Will thousands of people be taking that tunnel every day to the airport from the sands? I'm I know the thing, the thing that people were the thing that people were specifically making fun of is that it had no. Uh, plans whatsoever to hook up with the monorail at all so it's like once again no you know nothing goes together in this two scene. two boondoggles operating <laughs> parallel and independent of each other yeah not wanting to step on each other's boondoggle toes like not wanting to like don't get your scam stuck in my scheme you you you, you got scheme all over my scam well you got scam all over my scheme Oh, they but like they don't realize they could taste great together if they if they uh -huh. conjoined them. No, that's the funny thing about a lot of the projects, and we talked about this. You can find in the older episode with Alyssa Walker from Curb, um, that like we talked about how a lot of what defines a lot of um, uh, Elon Musk's you know infrastructure projects is like like lack of interoperability. Like you can't even take another electrical vehicle. On a lot of right. these things, like it's only made for Teslas, mm -hmm. and the and that would be one thing if like he was making a legitimate effort to make Tesla the most popular car in the world, right? It would be one thing if he was producing tens of millions of Teslas and people were buying them every year. I would at least kind of like I don't know. I mean, like say what you want, but at least it's it's something that he would be doing. But he's not doing that either. Like if you try to buy a Tesla, it's the same as if you try to buy. It's actually worse than if you try to buy any car. It, that's I guess in high demand. They like they've been making Teslas like something like fifteen years, and they still can't get it to where you actually show up at a Tesla dealership and walk away with a Tesla. You right. go on some fucking waiting list. They they like hit you with all these extra fees and all these it's extra like, getting like a PlayStation Five. It's like getting a PlayStation Five. It's some and that was before the the the. The microprocessor uh, 
What's that from? What movie is that from? I'm not sure. What is that? Where's the fucking microprocessors? <laughs> yeah, I just read a report about some uh, some Chinese nationals who got arrested with a bunch of uh, fake technology and thought it was microprocessors. What is that? I don't know anything about that, Jack. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> Come on. Is it the, the Departed? What, yes, what The Departed. Really? Don't you remember the whole like scene of the microprocessors no, did, and all that shit? That's on shit? my uh, rewatch list. I haven't seen it since the theater. I, I need to uh, watch that one of these days. So anyway, like the, <laughs> Tesla is very innovative because they were coming up with microprocessor shortages before the microprocessor shortage was happening. Sure. Um, yeah. So they, uh, you know, it's impossible to get one of those cars. They're just a status symbol. They're not like a real thing. But if they were a real thing, then maybe you could understand like, okay, the same way that Henry Ford did a lot of sort of anti-competitive practices, you know, good for him. He was, you know, preparing the world for his vision, which is like everybody driving a Ford. I mean, maybe Elon Musk has that vision of Tesla, but like there's no evidence of it so far. So everything Mm -hmm. is like this little short term, quick turnaround scam. None of it is like a real investment, which brings me to Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami, who, along with his affinity for Elon Musk, he's also like Mayor Bitcoin. He loves Bitcoin, and he wants our whole economy to to run on, uh, you know, on Bitcoin and Ethereum and shit like that. That sounds annoying. It's the most annoying <laughs> shit in the world. I don't even live in the city, and it's so annoying to be around that city. Um, it's like, leave me out of this. Just please stop talking to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which it's if you get to the if you if you kind of like dig into that a little bit more you you've heard you know we've had some conversations before we took our break about like the tech real estate scam here about how like Miami tech boom was this um buzz phrase that everybody's like oh Miami is the place to move for technology Silicon Valley is moving to Miami which uh if you just look a year later has turned out to be mostly just bullshit um, and all turned out to be not much more than just a real estate scam to like speculate to like drive speculative prices on real estate, which I own a house, so that's fine. Like I've noticed, I've 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 noticed it, and um, I've seen my you know my housing my house uh, appraisal value or whatever go up uh, in lockstep with that. So yeah, good for me, I guess. But like I, I posted this on Twitter recently. It was um an article from Rob Weil, who's at the Miami Herald. And uh, this is, it says it was from yesterday, but I think the article actually got posted a couple of days ago. Moving to Texas, why one well-qualified college senior can't get a Miami Tech job. So it starts talking about this this uh, young woman named Denny Fernandez uh, saying that she has all the qualifications you would hope for in a future technology professional, an internship with IBM, president of Tech Together, uh, a hackathon focused on gender equity, um, volunteer work with national nonprofits, but she is about to graduate from FIU, and she says she has struggle uh, struggled to land a desirable tech job in Miami. Now, this is right now, and this is a solid two years into this quote-unquote Miami tech boom of, you know, all of these incredibly important, uh, you know, tech companies that are, that are moving to my, that are purportedly moving to Miami and building out our ecosystem, another buzzword that they love to use. And she says, uh, this is from Denny Fernandez, she says, I get recruiters reaching out on on Handshake, which I guess is like a recruiting website uh, for college kids. And I spoke to recruiters at the FIU Career Fair. Only one was from Miami. 
What's more, she said, the financial compensation of jobs she has, not, uh, she has seen has not been commensurate with the cost of living in South Florida. Meanwhile, she's received larger offices from places like Texas and Tampa. The Lone Star State is where she's likely heading. I believe I'll be moving to Texas. That's the plan currently. My family's in Miami, but the housing market is expensive here. The pay is not good. I would only stay here if I got a really good remote offer from a company outside of Miami, since I don't think I could get that offer from a company here. It's a problem that continues to dog the Miami tech narrative, despite news of relocations and outsized funding rounds. Ready to access jobs do not appear to be materializing in mass here, and I would say don't hold your fucking breath. Um, we have a job board here called Refresh Miami. It's it's like a, an organization here in Miami, but they also operate sort of like the tech job board in the local area. Um, and it shows just 24 jobs that are open right now after these tens of billions of dollars worth of private equity that they said moved here and all this all this uh these finance operations a bunch of like larger finance companies moved here a bunch of uh you know bullshit scammy spammy um cryptocurrencies and crypto exchanges moved here um promising to like transform the workforce and transform our economy and i know it's only been a couple of years but like it turned out to be bullshit we've talked about this before I wanted you to like, as somebody who, it feels like Vegas is maybe like eight or nine years ahead in this process. Cause like eight or nine years ago, you guys were the next tech hub. And right. it obviously it was really sad what happened with Tony Shea and um, you know, his, his disintegration sort of as a, as a tech leader and eventual demise. It's really sad. I don't want to make light of that, but like he was also like the central guy. And sure. so you kind of can't talk about it without, but like, this shit sounds familiar, I would imagine, to you, right? Like all these people promising tech jobs and a new tech core right. and tech ecosystems and tech this, tech that. Yeah, I I don't know that I hear about those jobs actually existing here or anything. That it seems to be the same thing that you're that Miami's going through right now because I, I can't imagine that those jobs actually exist here. I think it's just the company set up and maybe they just hire from wherever, especially since COVID. Yeah, and I, I I think that like that big boom in the twenty. <sighs> Remember that that con that convention used to be there, emerge that I would go to every once in a... not emerge. It yeah. was called something else. It was called yeah. submerge or verge merge like or that. some shit. I don't know whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it left. It went to like New Orleans, and now I don't know where it is. Um, it might not even be going on anymore because it was uh, you know, it w it was a, a conference which basically have all gotten their asses kicked the last two years, but um. Like that was happening in lockstep with that with that supposed tech boom in Vegas. And it's it's just starting to feel like this is just a scam that groups run every few years. They're like, let's find a place with like an overinflated or potentially overinflated housing market. Let's try to like squeeze a few bucks out of speculation, um, scoop up some real estate, drive up the price on it. I mean, did you see today this wasn't on the run list of things I wanted to talk about with you, but like um did, did you follow the Zillow story at all? What's been going on with Zillow? I saw the headline. I did not read it though. But yeah, what did they did they buy up houses to like be a part of their whole overall what they offer, but they just can't seem to sell them now? Is that what it is? Something I like that. I think what they were doing is like, okay, so the the basics were that they were buying these houses, um, flipping them, uh, mm -hmm. marking them up thirty percent, or they, they were they were paying thirty percent over over market and they were hoping that with like whatever their access to contractors them being zillow and like whatever right. they they would be able to turn some sort of profit 
uh, you know, which, if they seem, were able which to... seems like a scam in itself, but it's yeah. a pure scam. It's a speculative. <laughs> it's a speculation scam. It's yeah. it's yeah. it's Daniel Plainview shit. It's the exact. <laughs> it's it's yeah. So, but I was worried because when I read about that a few months ago that they were doing that, I was like, wow, this is like scary. They're gonna like target market mar- markets like Miami, like Las Vegas, markets that are prone to this kind of like uh, manipulation um, and speculation. But what I didn't count on. And what I kind of want to get to the central part of like this this episode is like how stupid tech actually is. Because we mm. give tech so much credit for being, you know, unerring in its algorithmic precision, right? But it's always fucking wrong. And it's it's yeah. very frequent. And look at this this case with Zillow. When you dig into the details of what went on with Zillow, what was happening is they were letting that algorithm just kind of lead them on like this money splurge where they were just spraying money all over the map and being like, oh, well, you know, driving up prices everywhere will help us, you know, that 30% that we pay over market, that'll that'll be a drop in the bucket compared to eventually the, the price that we get those that house in that neighborhood to, right? Yeah. Now, I think that that really would have worked if they would have, because as big as Zillow is, they're still not, you know, they're not Apple. They don't have unlimited money, you know? Mm. So if they would have done something like target 20 markets or target 20 neighborhoods, buy up all the houses a little a little bit over over the price and let all the comparables act like like an artificial lift, right? Yeah. Like okay, if every house on your block gets purchased for 50,000 more than what it's supposed to be, then everybody's house starts becoming worth more and like you said a second ago, it's a scam, it's bullshit. Yeah. The house isn't actually worth that it doesn't become bigger it doesn't become better the neighborhood doesn't improve but you're artificially raising the prices and from the zillow perspective that's a feasible scam that's a scam that would actually work like you could Mm -hmm. actually do that and make money um but that's not what they did they just let the algorithm just scoop up houses in like in like plano texas and you know westchester new york and Bismarck, North Dakota, just all over the place. They were just grabbing up houses with no strategy, just like hoping that it would reach a critical mass of market share that it would just raise their value. Which is, we it, talk is about. it just that these companies just have idea guys but don't have strategy guys? Is that like what the problem is? I think it's either that or what I also think is that they have tech guys. Who are who? If you sit down with the 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 algorithm, you know, programmer or the the person who built out the algorithm that led to this failed strategy for Zillow, that person, that tech guy, will probably tell you, well, it did what it was supposed to do. It identified right. all the houses. Right. It That's what I mean. It's at- just an idea. It's an idea, right. and it, if it all works, it'll work perfectly, and that's that. But there's no long-term strategy involved. Right. Yeah. And there's no escape plan. There's no focus. It's just mm-hmm. technology. Um, yeah. Just kind of like, just like the raw, like unfeeling metal hand of technology that is incapable of any kind of nuance, is incapable of any kind of finesse to, yeah. you know, to strategize something. Not like I think that's good. It's not like we should be finessing people this way because like, it's like the old school way of saying you got finessed, you got fucking scanned. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I bring up Francis Suarez and the tech scam that is Miami and the real estate bubble and Zillow and all this shit to kind of move us over to, oh, the one other thing. I, w- I want to talk about Facebook with you and everything that's been going on with Facebook because I know that's something you can opine on a little bit more. 
but before we jump into that, Dave, have you read about, um, do you know if your vaccine had luciferase in it or luciferase in it? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the new thing. That's Um, the good stuff. Yeah, that's the good good. That's how you know you got the good good. Uh, So (laughs) the new thing now is that they are saying they being like the larger I, I don't I don't know the the let's go Brandons of the world. <laughs> it's basically saying that the vaccines contain a bioluminescent marker called luciferase so that you can be tracked. Mm. Read the last book of the New Testament to see how this ends. And this is coming from Emerald Robinson, who she seems like she's a reporter for Newsmax or something like that. One of these right wing crackpot places. So what they're saying, what they're saying is that luciferase mm. uh, is a an illumination um a compound or something or a marker that will allow them to track you mm-hmm. um so and, and we've been hearing about the tracking sure. of the vaccines yeah. forever um i have a point about this because there actually is a chemical compound or a tracker or a bioluminescent marker whatever they want to call it called luciferase and it is in medicines and it's like Lucifer, most people, I think, associate with, like, the devil and evil. And so they're using right. this in, like, sort of a gotcha kind of way. Like, the uh, the whole thing where it's, like, their symbolism will be their downfall yeah. type shit. And, um, and it's, like, okay, it's ridiculous. And every doctor who or, – or scientist or whatever who knows this or even casual follower of this shit who, like, looks one level beyond knows that the word Lucifer is Latin for light mm-hmm. and – or light bringer, which is the reason why – it's the root word of Luciferis, uh, which is, again, a real thing. Um, but it's like, at what point do we just start, like, understanding that that a certain segment of the population is going to take that shit and just run with it and just call it, like, right. like happy juice or something? Like, how, 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 like, why make it easy for them? Right. Why... Why, why have this? Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's a certain point you have to dumb down everything because otherwise, it's like you know what, it's going to yeah. latch on to the wrong people, and especially as they have all these new tools. Speaking of social media, all these new tools to be able to get together and figure this stuff out, and and be all so excited about the fact that they got it. And maybe I'm crazy thinking that like that they won't just invent more stuff, like that. There's any way, but like, why make it that low hanging yeah. fruit? Why put something with the word lucifer inside the vaccine yeah. just call it something else just call it something else yeah. who fucking cares <laughs> like call, call it you know god 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 stuff why are they using latin in 2021 anyway why are they like who the fuck are these people who are all these people um dave would it surprise you to learn that nbc lx which by the way what the fuck is nbc is that another LX? subscription service i have to sign up for another <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um. Hey, God, I I I remember reading the, look this this like news item. I wanted to like mention it, but like I I also I noticed the news item on this this site called NBCLX, which is I look I'm looking at their Twitter page right now right now, and it's a division. I guess it's like a news division of NBC, and it, it says it's described as um. Uh, we have the stories you need with more sass, mm. less suits, and a whole lot of subtweeting. Sounds great. Sounds exactly what I've been looking for. It's online and on Roku and Peacock. So, uh, oh wow, they and they, damn, you know, this is what this, you know, this is the shit that pisses me off. 
this is just some garbage ass vertical that somebody shit into their hand and threw against the wall and we'll probably just like we'll see like um we'll see like a mediaite article in like a year and a half about how like uh, the team from LX is moving on to other projects within the larger NBC Universal Peacock family or something like that and that they're decommissioning it but they got the fucking lx.com url like can you imagine getting lx.com as your url that how, how much that possible? money like because you're nbc and yeah. you just have all the money in the world and you can just get shit like that you can just throw money at the fucking wall and it doesn't matter like you start off with lx.com as your url you're immediately starting off two million dollars in the hole yeah like because you paid two yeah. million dollars just before you even did a single operational thing. That doesn't even include hosting. Yeah. It doesn't even include like any programming or web design or anything. You just paid L- for LX.com. Yeah, that, that's a pretty two million dollars in the prime hole. right there for sure. I mean we were like the whole thing that what that happened with Ozi happened while we were uh on break, obviously, so we didn't get to talk about Ozy Fest. Ozy Fest. Um going defunct but this is part of that shit man this is part of the like the 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 fake doesn't actually exist media that that we we talk about all the time Ah, god damn we got to get into that in one episode one of these episodes maybe we can kind of get into that like some of my opinions on that in this episode i don't know but i want to get to the crux of of this news item um nbc lx has has been pouring through the data dave They've been tearing it apart from the most recent California recall election. Uh, And it suggests that young voters are growing more frustrated with elected leaders. Some may be on the verge of ditching both political parties altogether. Mm. Um, I guess my question would be, as we like are embarking on this election day and their NBC, our our friends over at NBC LX on LX.com on their vanity URL uh, are, are sort of post-morteming the California recall election. What in the fuck would anybody be excited about voting for right now? I wonder that like, all the time. Like, what is there that is out there where you're like, yeah, I vote for that. And I mean, like, I, I even get the excitement of voting for Trump, but he's gone. Mm-hmm. I get the excitement of voting against Donald Trump, but he's he's gone. Yeah. Like, in Virginia, the Democrats are trying to like just like resuscitate him. Th- this guy Yunkin, that they're that that's the Republican nominee, is nothing like Donald Trump as a Republican. But they're trying. They they've been basically the, the entire Democrat um, playbook for that election. I know you haven't been paying attention to it, but like it's been a pretty high profile one, and they're they're just basically trying to say that that guy is Donald Trump right. and that voting against him means voting against. And I just wonder like how long. How long can that shit last? How long can it just be like vote against Donald Trump forever? Yeah. I, 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 that, that, that's all there is now at this point. Now that they've turned, you know, politics into that, that how could you go back to just regular elections? How could you get people into it? Whether it's, you know, unless it's for or against a Trump style person yeah and you can't and what we're seeing with these like low turnout numbers is that you can't like think about all of the like i try to think about like that environment and how amped up it was from like i would say maybe 20 maybe earlier but 2018 all the way up through like november 2020 yeah how much input and how much emphasis and how much money and how much advertising and how much like phone calls and spam text messages which still haven't stopped by the way but aren't 
aren't aren't nearly what they used to be. It was so pushed to the next level, and the like, the wheels had come off so completely. I don't know. I actually I know that on a random Tuesday in like 2021, you can't get that kind of passion going. You can't get that kind of escape velocity to be like to get people. I mean, like forget about that that election of last November, exactly a year ago, right? Forget about that. Just a fraction of that, yeah, would be impossible because first of all, you burnt out everybody's nerve nerve endings and receptors mm-hmm. a year ago doing that shit. It's like it's like trying to trying to it's like trying to do heroin for the first time again. Yeah, you can't. You did it for the first yeah, time, and that's over now. Done. Now it everything is great. chasing the dragon. It was awesome, and now you know you need something new. Right, <laughs> and this isn't it. And that I mean, like. I just wonder what the like. I don't think people really talk about like the long term implications of what what Trump meant. And usually, what they do is they'll say like, "Oh, Donald Trump's long term implication is that he, you know, is going to destroy democracy and destroy freedom." And it's like, "Ah, well, maybe I don't know, probably not." But what he definitely did was like he definitely reduced our attention spans. Mm-hmm. Like he definitely like. Yeah, remember there was a big thing every single day. Every single and day. And so, like, yeah, now it's like if we are not continuing to get that, then why are we even paying attention? Right. We were like cokeheads that got locked yeah. into a room filled with cocaine for four years. Yeah. And we were just like, fuck, that's crazy. I can't believe you said that. What's next? <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking HR McMaster did what? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, like, all the, like, it's, that's, that's what we had for four years, and then we just got like cold turkeyed off of it. We were ready to move on, yeah. <laughs> and we got cold turkeyed off of it. And people are trying to, and then like media expects us to behave the same way that we did when we were like flying high on like a brick a day of cocaine. Yeah, and it's like no, nobody's gonna be that hyped or that amped to go vote for Terry McAuliffe or fucking whoever, like the, the the various people running against Francis Suarez or whoever the fuck is running for governor in New Jersey. I don't even fucking know. Who cares? Like, I, like nobody's going to be that amped. And the, the way that Democrats try to do it, try to try to get, like, replicate that being amped feeling, that, you know, first time, first hit feeling, is by just saying, remember Trump? Remember him? Yeah. Huh? We, we hated that guy, right? Yeah. Didn't we hate that guy? Uh, this guy's these this this guy's just like him. Ah, he's just like that guy. And it's like even even casual people know that there's only even casual followers of politics know there's only one Donald Trump. Right. Like no matter who else tries to be some like fucking basic version of him. But I wanted to transition to that from that to this conversation about Facebook that I had kind of like alluded to in our chat earlier. Mm. Where, I, 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 with the, uh, Dave, how much of the like whole whistleblower, whistleblower stuff have you absorbed? Like with with Facebook, the Facebook papers, et cetera. Like how much of that have you paid attention to? No, I mean not that much because it's always seems like the obvious, the thing that we knew was happening, you know. And we just kind of, we just, oh yeah, that's happening over there. But I gotta stay in touch with my mom and her dog pictures, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that the mom and the dog pictures is like exactly what I want to talk about. I want to know if we can have another serious, actual conversation about deleting Facebook, about getting rid of Facebook. Yeah. Like not just Bird Road. I mean like all of us, like everybody. 
can there be is is the is your mom and the dog pictures like seriously enough of a reason to keep this fucking poisonous like just institution ever present in our lives well, like why not dump it and let me t- let me let me say something else is the poison that all these media figures and everybody is like sort of castigating facebook uh you know across the media world right now that point where they say like oh well you know a negative emotion is worth five times as much as a positive emotion on facebook my other question is if you just deleted facebook does that negativity and that anger and that pissed off feeling that you have does that just dissipate and go away or are you still if you're a pissed off and angry person are you still pissed off and angry it's just not being measured by some social media company anymore i think it probably does go away for a a good chunk of people but two two things uh to to talk about so first of all last time we seriously talked about deleting facebook on this podcast which would have been years ago i imagine um yeah i didn't have my my podcast piecing it together is popcorn and puzzle pieces group that is literally the only reason i still use facebook i would have gotten off of it by now i i don't you know you're not on facebook very much i don't use it that much i mean i obviously posted some wedding stuff i'll post like a dog video once in a while i don't use facebook that much anymore um except for my group and i'm so dug in at this point with an active group for my movie podcast that i i don't know how i would ever transition it elsewhere i don't know how i could move it to reddit or something i just don't know the fuck up thing is that like is that you're in for with with facebook it's it's sinister but it's it's brilliant in its sinister nature um you're in for a penny and for a pound because if you're like look for me the only thing keeping me on facebook is Dave, I'm not kidding. The only thing keeping me on Facebook is that I use Messenger with one person. Me. You. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because you don't text. Yeah. So, like, that's literally the only thing keeping me on there. And if I try to go through and delete, all, if, either you fully are removed from Facebook or there's no point in what you're doing. Right. Like, if you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to pay attention to Dave when he's messaging. And it's like, yeah, well, Facebook's still getting their shit out of you. Yeah. They still know that you went to Domino's yesterday and, and got out of your car and that you like masturbated in the parking lot. Yeah. They still know that you did and all these I things. And I don't care about and that And they're still going to serve serve your shit up. No, I know. But if your point is, I'm talking about like from an altruistic perspective, if your point is kneecapping Facebook and removing it from your life mm. so that it's not so powerful and all of these allegations of, of like the manipulation that it's doing to mankind. Yeah, really. which it is. Like if... If, if, if what your if your project vis-a-vis Facebook is disempowering it, mm-hmm. then you can't just keep Messenger because you have one buddy that you talk to. Right. You can't just keep Instagram because that's not so bad. I mean, there's no politics stuff on Instagram. It's mostly fine. You have to – it's not just like I have a cousin in, in Mexico that I, you know, that I, I use WhatsApp with. You have to fucking – disinvest from all of that right. shit and otherwise your your project if you're that i know you aren't dave i'm talking about like the right. theoretical no, totally. view. like if your project is kneecapping facebook and removing their influence you're you're just you're spinning your wheels right. unless you kill all that stuff and delete your profile well and this is what i was gonna my second thing i was gonna say we talked about this over messenger the other day the whole renaming to meta with the the uh, yeah. parent company i i really do think the reason for that 
is so people can at least disassociate the name with all of the other stuff that goes along with Facebook, the Instagram, right. the, your the point, social sign-in and all that stuff, which... Your point was that like when when Meta, I think you were trying to say like basically like when Meta gets dragged or when Facebook gets dragged before Congress, mm -hmm. they can say that like the, the headlines, if the headlines are being accurate, this is basically gaming. They're gaming sure. uh, SEO. They're gaming SEO because they're saying like, okay, in the future, we're going to ask the New York Times, CNN and all of the, you know, major organizations, all the major news or media outlets, you know, call us Meta when we're called in front of Congress yeah. or when we have a class action lawsuit against us, it's against a meta. And then that way it doesn't um, see, but I think that that could backlash too, because then it's like, if I were, if I were right, if I were writing that lead, my lead would be like today, executives from meta uh, hyphen the operating company that owns Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Like, and so I would implicate, I mean like a good journalist who's writing a good, a good lead would implicate every one of them. But how many good journalists are there? That's a good question, but like that, that's not even being a good journalist. That's I, I hate to like say that. That's just being thorough in your a matter. Mm -hmm. A matter is like the basic shit. Like a matter is the stuff that you write before you even know the story. Like the basic bones of of shit. So like if your a matter is correct, like you've seen it before, right? Where it's like where 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 like they describe. I'm trying to think of an example that you would know. Okay, every single news story about Weinstein was like Weinstein Company, com comma, a, uh, a, uh, a subsidiary of Miramax, mm. right? And they just always said that. Can you imagine how pissed off? I don't think, does Miramax, they don't exist They anymore, just right? kind of came back as a brand. I don't know why exactly. Okay, yeah. so like imagine if you're like in charge of branding or communications at Miramax and you're like, fucking hey, man. Can you guys stop right. mentioning us every time you mention Weinstein? Yeah. But like, you know, and it's the same dynamic, yeah. right? It's the same shit. Yeah. No, for sure. But yeah, no, the, the Facebook is so wide range, reaching at this point that, yeah, I think they just need to kind of shield the, the other parts of themselves from the people who really only think of Facebook, the social network that is doing all this damage. Because that that... You know, the the example I brought up to you is Facebook has its hands in Oculus as well, the the VR. Right. And you need a Facebook account to sign into your Oculus. You, if you put that headset on right. your face, it does nothing until you sign into Facebook. And some people are jumping ship because of that, because they're like, oh, Facebook's evil. I don't want any part of that. So then now it could just be a meta login or something like that. And it's like, right. oh, I don't see the word Facebook. And that'll appease some people. Yeah. Some people will be like, okay, well, it's Meta. Well, like, okay, it's funny you mentioned Meta because the project that met, that that Facebook had been um, uh, had been R and Ding for a while before um, before they announced this this rebrand was Metaverse. How f how familiar are you with Metaverse? I mean, I think it's just a part of its whole VR initiative, like to take Oculus and go much further with it. Yeah, but see, I think that that oversimplifies it. Like to say that it's just the part of their VR. Mm -hmm. I think it's the like metaverse has pretty staggering implications. So just so people are clear what we're talking about, metaverse is separate from this rebrand to meta. Right. Metaverse is this uh, you know, virtual reality universe that they want to build where you kind of teleport around and they have that like apparently this guy was like the second most popular fucking dude on all of um TikTok. Uh the 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 Nigerian guy who just like watches a video and makes like a bemused face. Do you know who this guy is? Um uh fuck man i forgot his name 
apologies if I'm mispronouncing this guy's name. KB LaMay or KB Lame? I don't know. Mm, I don't, I don't um, know. He's the, he's the second most popular TikToker in the world. And he's promoting Facebook's metaverse in a video with TikTok um, or with, with, with Mark Zuckerberg. So this guy, you might know him because he like. Um, oh, this guy. Yeah, I just, I just Googled it. I, I've seen memes about him, but I didn't know anything really about him. He is. Yeah, his, just his memes are apparently like. I, I don't know. This is the thing why I, I don't know if I'll ever be like a, a big TikTok person because like the stuff that they find, the stuff that's super popular on TikTok Dave, it's not even like when I would say like, oh, I don't like, you know, pop music or something like that. It's literally nothing. It's nothing. It's literally, it's just this guy making that like face like this at like a video. He's like watching a video of somebody else do a thing and he's just like, "Hmm." (laughs) like that. And it's just like, okay, well, what about... Like, and that guy is nothing, more I, successful than we'll ever be. Ever be at anything. <laughs> like 750 million people or something like that. Watch him stare at other stare at things and just go. By the way, real quick, before we continue on with your point, uh, I just Googled this guy just to see, you know, who you're talking about. And it says uh, underneath, you know, the info card about him, it says people also searched for. Um, l- let's see how many of these people we've ever heard of. Charlie D'Amelio. Any idea? That sounds familiar. Is that a stand-up? I have no idea. Bella Porch. Uh, <laughs> Addison Ray. I actually have heard of because I think she was in the. I know the, Addison she's Ray. All is that, uh, Addison Ray is the most popular TikTok yeah. person. Zach she's King, just like... Lauren Gray, Dixie D'Amelio. Who are these people? I have no idea who these people are. Yeah, just Addison Ray. That's the only one. It's because she was in a movie. It honestly reminds me of the 30 Rock episode, this honky grandma be tripping. Like, that's what they all are. They're all just this honky. They're like the same episode of this honky grandma be tripping. Um, it's like, I don't I don't know what to make of TikTok. I've become fascinated with it recently, but more like, I don't know. I guess a lot of people probably feel the same way where they're just on the outside looking at it and observing it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck to make of any of it. But anyway, this guy... Um, KB LaMay, and again, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, uh, is the main, or has, be, has become like a, a big promoter of Facebook Meta, the Metaverse. Mm. So the Metaverse, Dave, I think is a lot more insidious than what you're ascribing it It's mm. and how you're describing it. It is like, at its core, I think it's going to be the engine that they use to redefine work and the workplace. Mm-hmm. So... We're going to look back on this little golden period of three or four years where the pandemic ended. It might be less than that. It might be like maybe even only a year or two. There's going to be a year or two when the pandemic, like it is right now, is, you know, I mean, I hate to say it's over, but like in people's minds, it's mostly over. Like people are not behaving like there's a pandemic anymore. And, but except people are still working from home. I'm still working from home. Right. Um, my wife is still working from home. Most of the people I know are still working from home, uh, except for like, you know, blue collar people or service industry people, they're working from home or they're working partly from home. Uh, or they have like hybrid schedule, hybrid work, whatever. We're going to look back on this moment as like, damn, I remember that was pre metaverse because what's going to happen is that if your company 
has anything over like, and we talked about this on chat recently. I was chatting with you about this. How like if your company has anything over like a million dollars of revenue. So if you're like a decently sized company of like, let's say you're like 10 people and your company makes like 5 million bucks a year, right? Um, your company, your boss, your manager, the owner, all the way up to like working at the largest companies in the world, working at like Cisco or fucking John Deere or whatever carrier, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to get plugged into this metaverse. It's going to be the new employee intranet. Mm. It's going to be the new space where you're expected to physically be. You're going to be, you know, there's going to be like a virtual version of your boss coming up behind you and kind of like tapping you on the shoulder and saying like, Hey, I, I need you for this, which they can't do right now. We, we like just right recorded now, an awesome movie or episode on office space, by the way. And you're going to be doing TPS reports in, in the, uh, it's going to be TPS reports, but in virtual space. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be exactly that. And, um, it, it's, it's going to be even worse than the, then it's going to be even worse than not just the pandemic era. It's going to be worse than pre-pandemic mm-hmm. when you were when everybody was doing nine to six every single day inside of an office because you know what at least you got a little bit of time to yourself in your car at least you had a little bit of like peace and tranquility at your little coffee spot that you would go to in you know whatever commercial area you worked at least you got you know your camaraderie of the people around you not talking through like shitty you know uh, uh camera phone microphones yeah and like surprising you while you're like trying to engage in work, but like you could actually sit within proximity of somebody. All of the good stuff about being physically at work will stay gone. Yeah. Like all of the like, you know, like hanging out with people who you consider to be kind of like work friends or whatever, all that shit will be gone because it's gone yeah. and it won't come back. And then all of the bad stuff, your boss being up your ass, everything that you do being tracked being expected to be somewhere and physically stay in that space uh and you know being restrained being like being held by a collar by a leash yeah like that shit will come back and it'll be worse and more effective than ever before yeah and it'll create new productivity expectations which by the way we're already a thousand times more productive than our parents were at that work yeah like just being able to email makes us like if you look back at Mad Men, there were entire plot lines of the of the show Mad Men that could have been solved with an email yeah. if they had email, and it was like, but there wasn't, so they had to fly to L.A. and you know go to a coke party, which is like you know what, take me back. Yeah, I want. So that. I think I think that that metaverse shit is going to become not just like a thing where they where they trick people who have a bad taste of Facebook in their mouth. But there might come a point where they're just like, fuck you. You need to have this. If you want to participate in the workforce, yeah. it's like a drug test. You need you need to have one of these. Yeah, I think I think absolutely. I think you're right. And I think that that is uh, disgusting and scary. But I also think that, that that was inevitable, whether it was Facebook or whoever it's going to be. I mean, that's just where things are headed, you know. And I just can't believe how credulous so many people are treating this issue like you know how we we talked about i forget when it was but it was a while back when there was a news article that came back came out and i think it was the last time that we were really questioning facebook there was a there was a um on this show i should say there was an article that came out and we broke it down it was an investigative report 
where these media people were like, well, I mean, there was reporters, whatever. They were like chasing a story and they were like, our in-depth investigation reveals that purchasing an ad or a sponsored post on Facebook doesn't actually result in much, yeah. you know, uplift for the, and we're like, no, no fucking, fucking shit. shit, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the least surprising shit in the world. And, um, and that's what this reminds me of, right? Like, we, like if, I feel like we've known this or anybody who's paid attention has known a lot of this stuff. Yeah. That the algorithm is driven by hatred and by acrimony and that it, it intends to do the thing that it pretends to be decrying. To, it pretends that, oh, you know, we're trying to fix this. And Zuckerberg's like, oh, we're trying to fix this and clean this up on our end. And it's like, no, you're not. This is what you want. Yeah. Like, why would you take away the engagement? Yeah, it's the, the engagement goal of the is the only thing. You, you don't have growth anymore. They don't have growth anymore. If anything, they're going to have contraction, right? I mean, even if only like, Dave, let's say like 10,000 people quit Facebook. Mm. That's still more people than are adding Facebook. Like nobody, nobody's creating a Facebook account right. today. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not like it's a, a growth company. So it has to be an engagement company. Yeah. Because it needs something. It can't just be my, otherwise it's MySpace. Right. If there's no growth and no engagement, it's just MySpace. Yeah. So you're trying to fucking tell me that they're not incentivized, that Mark Zuckerberg isn't incentivized to create that engagement, that hate engagement? Of course. Yeah. No, that's that's the end game of the whole thing. The incredulousness, or the credulousness, I should say. It, it, it doesn't, it, it never, for some reason I'm still subscribed. I haven't listened, I hadn't listened for years to the podcast um, Political Gab Fest by Slate, which is like just the most, like the apotheosis of like neoliberal, you know, media elite class, you know, pontificating on, on issues. Mm. It's just tedious and the most boring shit on the planet. But they had an episode today that forced my hand and made me listen to them called, Is Facebook Evil? With a question mark. <laughs> and I was like, you fucking people have got to be kidding me, man. Are you serious? Are you fucking serious? And so I, I listened to it and um, they had an author on a woman named Pamela Paul, who actually has an interesting book. It looks like it's an interesting book. It might just be boring as fuck. And I wanted to ask you about this. Her book is called, it's, it, the, 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 one of the chief um, targets of her book is Facebook. But the book is called 100 Things We Lost to the Internet. Mm. And I was going to pose that question to you. Like, what is something that you actually lament and um, that, that we lost to the internet? Mm -hmm. The internet took from us in one way or another or reinvented or or synergized or fucking like innovated or whatever like what what is something that that is changed yeah um you know from the internet that it's that, a little like, tough to answer because of our age like you know we got the internet right when we were kind of becoming adults so it's like yeah. you know what, what what do we really know but i mean the big thing for me of course as a musician is always going to be you know, the opportunity to have a living, yeah, <laughs> not, not a just living. a living, but like for <laughs> like somebody getting my CD to matter in any way, shape or form. Like nobody gives right. a shit about streaming your new album. Like it just means right. nothing to anybody. It's just like, it means it's nothing. like, oh, okay. I mean, maybe if I have a half hour free, I'll click play, but I'm not going to engage in it in any way. Unless you have an existing, not even people who like your music, just people who are like, I don't get the feeling that very many, like, okay, so what are the strongest music fandoms out there? There's the BTK group, mm -hmm. right? There's, um, 
Taylor uh, Swift. What's her name? Maybe. Sel- Taylor Swift. Selena. Uh, what's her name? Selena Gomez. I, I don't right? know if people listen to her anymore. Do they? I, well, she has like a huge like. I'm talking about those those fandoms that will like they're just obsessed. get activated and pissed yeah. off. Yeah, they're obsessed. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. I don't think those people are really listening to their music. It's more of yeah. like a and maybe, maybe you a could YouTube say, okay, video well, or something, but yeah, not the album though. Right. Like and, and okay, fine. You can probably say something like that about like the style over substance shit about like the Beatles or something. Were those girls actually listening to, you know, uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band, or were I they? I think they were just... though. I think they genuinely were, but I maybe I'm wrong. At least more than they are today, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I, I feel like, yeah, they were listening to it. like were the girls from Almost Famous. Right, right. The what would they call them? The 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 band aids or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I forget. The, yeah. So like, were those girls doing, you know, back then, which is what they were doing, the the like the social media version of of the or the real life version of what happens on social media now, where they like you know follow every single little thing that they do on the Insta and Twitter. Right. Like, were those girls? more interested in the music that those people were making like when a new album came out were they were they really sitting down with it and listening to I it I say 100% and I don't mean yes. to like gatekeep I don't want to gatekeep people and be like oh well your fandom is is illegitimate compared to previous generations right. fandoms or but whatever but but it is it's it's absolutely different yeah. it's more based on media perception and presentation yeah. and and public relation and stuff like that I mean like I don't know like I can't imagine somebody like Steven Tyler being big today, like having like obsessed women falling all over him today. Like, I, I think that people were really into Aerosmith music. Right. Absolutely. And, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think that could ever come back. So it's just, it's taken like that whole idea is taken. And now it is just, it's just engagement now. That's all it is. Will you ever call it meta? Will you ever call Facebook meta? Will you ever use that word? I, I doubt it. I doubt it. And like I said, I don't think they're re- renaming the website that I go to to then click on Messenger and type to you. Like I don't think they're renaming that Meta. So, yeah, but this is the argument I got into. I got in with you in, in the in the chat where I was just like, okay, then why are they calling it a rebrand? Right. It's not a rebrand. Right. That's just build. That's just that's just launching a holding. Right, company. it's a holding company, and I I really think that's all it is, though. I don't. I just don't think that they're changing the name of. Like Facebook. nobody called Alphabet. Nobody called Alphabet a rebrand of Google. It was like no, they're launching a holding company, and Google's going to be a property of yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Which is more games. Now, if they really do change the name, it it might eventually get to me. But I don't know. It's hard to imagine that. No, I mean, is there anything that we called? Oh, you know, one thing. As I was thinking about that, what's something that was absolutely burned into our brains for a long time? They rebranded it, and we said, "There's no way that I'm ever going to not call it that." And then we, and today, we barely even remember that it used to be called something different. See if you can get this. You should. Uh, it feels like it's always been called that. I'm thinking it's a, a TV channel. Ooh, you're close. It is media, but it's not a TV channel. Hmm. I'm not sure. And you should get this, too. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. What is it? I'll give you a hint. Okay. The reason that it had to do its change 
was to save the pandas. Oh, the WWF? Yep, Shane WWF. WWE? <laughs> yeah, remember when that happened? And we were like, no way. No way. It It'll always be WWF. But yeah, it's and WWE. Now what? And wow. now it's WWE. Like, That's actually, yeah. yeah, that is a good one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. All right. On that, on that, on that, I guess, positive. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of positive. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most positive episode of Bird Road ever. Uh.